Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to finish out Luke chapter 2. We're going to be in verses 41 through 52. And this section is about all we've got regarding Jesus' childhood. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that we just published another interview on our Conversations podcast. I was able to sit down with a guy named Mike Reynolds who was born and raised in California, overcame a little bit of a dysfunctional family situation, overcame an addiction to drugs, narrowly avoided a murder charge, and today he is, and today he's walking with Christ and looking for ways to serve God. An inspiring story for sure. So go check that out on our Conversations podcast. You can get that at our website, christiancrusaders.org, or wherever you're listening to this. Let's start in verse 41. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. So this is just another insight into the lives of Mary and Joseph, very devout Jewish people. They went up to Jerusalem every year for the Feast of the Passover. Something else that's a little bit daunting or haunting or interesting to think about is if Jesus is 12 years old here, exactly 21 years from right now, he's going to be going up to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover during Holy Week. And that's going to be the feast of the Passover that he shares with his disciples at the Last Supper, which the very next day involves his being beaten and crucified. Of course, only to rise again on the third day. Looking back on what we know about how this story will develop, it almost makes me shudder to think of what Mary and Joseph did not know would eventually happen. And thank God it did, right? Verse 43. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it. But supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey, but then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. So it might be easy for us to go, what the heck were these parents thinking? How did they lose him? Well, there would have been several Jewish people, maybe family members or friends who were taking the journey journey from Nazareth up to Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of the Passover. And it's not unlike a caravan of vehicles taking a trip to Minneapolis to watch a basketball game like I was part of with several families not long ago. And you've got one kid who wants to ride with these people and a couple kids from another family riding with you because they want to be with the kids of yours that are left in your van. And pretty soon you're looking at your wife or your husband and going, where's Jillian? Oh yeah, she's riding with those guys. Have you seen Mason lately? No, we left him at home, remember? He didn't even come on this trip. (laughs) If we can get confused in 2022 with all the technology and efficiencies that we have, you can totally see how this walking caravan of Jews coming back from the Feast of the Passover could lose track of their kids. But what Mary and Joseph find is astonishing. Verse 46, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Now, when it says after three days, I don't think that's three days after they got back to Jerusalem. I think there's a day where they left Jerusalem and headed back home. There's one day and then another day to go from where they were back to Jerusalem when they realized Jesus wasn't with them. And then the next day, the third day, they find him. So it's not like he's 12 years old and fending for himself with nothing to eat for some terribly long period of time. But what's amazing is that he's in the temple sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. Verse 47, and all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for 
for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. It's really an amazing scene. He says that he's in his father's house. They're kind of, hmm, my father's house. What he's talking about is his literal father's house. He is the son of God. He's God himself. And of course he has understanding that is beyond their comprehension. I mean, he's the guy who wrote the book on this stuff. And this isn't just some 12-year-old kid who's got really good understanding of scripture and has been to Sunday school a lot and can regurgitate what he's learned. This is somebody who is relaying the wisdom and insight from God in a way that is incomprehensible to these teachers of the law and to his own parents. As I alluded to earlier, it's interesting to consider that 21 years from now, thereabouts, Jesus will be storming into the same temple, flipping the tables of the money changers, and accusing the people there of turning his father's house into a den of robbers. To me, this next part is what's most fascinating and what I want to land on. Verse 51, And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. I think it's totally incredible that Jesus Christ, the God-man who came as a baby, who grew up as a child, we talked about that in yesterday's devotion, not only did God subject himself to this sinful, broken, corrupt world, but he also understands that no one's going to take a 12-year-old Messiah too seriously, so he goes home with Mary and Joseph, and it says he was submissive to them. Scripture says in Colossians of Jesus Christ that all things that were created were created by him. That means this world that Mary and Joseph live in, the temple that the teachers are teaching in, it's all there because of Christ. And here you've got 12-year-old Christ submitting himself to these people who in a deep theological sense, he is responsible for creating. That's a mind-blowing concept. And it's a great opportunity to point out that being submissive should not connotate being inferior. Later on in Ephesians, we're going to talk about God's design for marriage, biblical roles for husbands and biblical roles for wives. And the word submission or submissive is going to come up in that text. And it's been suggested by people who don't want to take scripture terribly seriously or rewrite it to suit their own purposes, that when God's design suggests that a wife should submit to her husband. It means that a wife is inferior to her husband and therefore we need to throw that out and not follow God's design. Well, that's completely false on many counts, but the one that relates to this text here is the notion that being submissive is somehow inferior or less than. Submission is not inferior. It's awesome. It's inspiring. And all of us should likewise willingly submit to one another out of love for Christ as scripture says. And above all, submit to God. Submit to the authority authority of his word. If Jesus can submit in this case, goodness, there should be no excuse for us not to be willing to submit to those things that God calls us to submit to. I said we were going to finish out Luke 2 today, but there's one more thing I want to mention related to verse 52, so come back for that tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.